Hi, and welcome to the Days Gone podcast. I'm Claire Weaver, a screenwriter, author, and Days Gone fan, and this podcast is a place to discuss the game in all its glory, share my opinions, both popular and unpopular, and listen to me fangirl over one of the best games ever made. There will be spoilers ahead, so continue at your own risk. Welcome to The Freak Show. Welcome back to part two of our conversation about the Days Gone Drifter bike. Last week, Josh and I talked about the bike's design, features, and sound. Now we're going to get into Marauders messing with your bike, how to outrun wild animals in real life, and what Ben Studio should put in a sequel. So another cool thing about the bike um, that I love is the ammo saddlebags. Like being able to put ammunition in the saddlebags. So when you're out and you you know you you're in a fight or you just don't want to go to a gun locker because I find the gun lockers really inconvenient. Yeah, I almost never ever use them. Right? <laughs> yeah. I, I wish there was a way you could store the crossbow on the bike so that you could have both your sniper rifle or whatever you've got, you know, and your regular two guns, and then also the crossbow because the crossbow is really useful, but also so is a sniper rifle. And I love playing stealthily, and I, I kind of I love the power of the sniper rifle, even though I'm I, the residue bolts are so fun. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say I I never use anything but the crossbow. Oh really? Yeah, I mean I'll use like a in my primary gun like the Chicago the Chicago chopper is amazing, but uh, for my special weapon it's always crossbow and like yeah the residue bolts like making people attack each other is the best i read today that apparently uh you can use the poison bolts on i think it was cougars and probably all the animals and also breakers i think i read it makes them throw up yeah i, I saw something that said you could use a smoke bomb or a poison on a breaker and then just walk up and um like triangle like a oh melee, like, kill like them yeah Oh, that's Without cool. Without wasting a ton of ammo, because they, they are really uh, absorbing it. <laughs> I never engage them in, in like combat. I always just sneak up. Or I'll have uh, an ambush camp or some humans or whatever, like, take them out. Or other zombies, because they fight the other freakers. Yeah. I one time got a, a, ra or a, yeah, a rager to fight a, one of the huge guys and a horde. <laughs> like, just hid in the bushes and made them fight each other. I love how you can do that in this game. You can just use all the different types of enemies against each other. And I love how, like, some of them will... Like, the breakers will attack the hordes, but obviously, like, screamers and I think reachers don't attack other freakers. And I forget if there's something in the game that kind of explains why that is. Because I know there's sort of, like, different evolutionary stages of the virus but i don't know if it ever really kind of explains why a breaker will attack other freakers but the regular freakers don't attack each other but they eat each other when they're dead yeah i don't know if they've ever really gotten too far into it yeah that'd be nice to see them expand on that in a sequel fingers crossed yeah, I don't, have you ever <laughs> seen a, a screamer attack anyone or do they just scream i think they just scream okay and they just I, that's what pull I down a horde have have you heard them uh, talk or like humming mm -hmm. to themselves? Yeah, yeah, very I love disturbing. That. I don't think I heard it till I had headphones, and then I was like, "What is that noise?" Yeah, my first playthrough. I've said this before on the podcast. I played it with almost no sound. I had the subtitles on, and I could just kind of vaguely hear what I was doing. I had my TV so low because I I didn't have headphones, and then when I got them for my second playthrough, I was like, "Holy shit!" 
this makes all the difference. This is, is so much better because there is so much sound in this game. There's so many things going on and so much, it, it's like so helpful to play the game to actually be able to hear what you're doing. And now if I can't hear myself or I can't, you know, hear the, hear the game, I get completely lost. I don't know how to, I, I lose the ability to drive and to fight and to, <laughs> to figure out how to get away. It's like I get disoriented now. I can't hear. Yeah, and it, like with the headphones, you know which direction they're coming from, and because they'll just come up out of nowhere, and it, it definitely makes the game better. <laughs> and there's also so much music as well layered in, which I didn't realize because the music is a little quieter. Um, and I guess I just, I don't know, I just didn't know it was there <laughs> first playthrough, which makes me feel terrible for like the the game developers that I had this experience that was not what they intended. Um, but I'm definitely making up for lost time. Yeah, if if you don't own it, I would recommend buying the soundtrack. Like whenever I take my bike out, I have like built like Bluetooth speakers in my helmet, and I just play the soundtrack while I ride around in the woods. Oh, you do? Oh, that's and, so cool. Uh, the it's a little intense though if it's kind of dark and dreary, and like the Rager Bear song comes on, <laughs> or like Welcome to the Freak Show. Yeah, yeah, but I imagine <laughs> that's kind of like intense in a good way. Yeah, yeah, it's it's your focus. Yeah. <laughs> so, do you like to kind of drive around and? kind of imagine that you're in the game uh i guess i mean i do try to take uh, a lot of cool pictures out in the woods like with my bike and similar to how you would in the game i uh have been really enjoying the photo mode in the game too but uh i don't i don't really try to pretend there's freaks everywhere but i did have that picture where i found like a it was like some kind of logging operation uh with a bunch of trees bundled over that I showed you and it was like it looked just like a freaker nest it, it did can I post that on our Instagram yeah sure I'll post it on there so people can see what you're talking about because it really does look like a freaker nest yeah I was pretty uh surprised when I found out I was like this is just perfect um one of the cool things I love about the game is when you leave your bike parked on a road somewhere and like go off to tackle a horde or an ambush camp or whatever it is you're gonna do and then you come back and there's some motherfucker messing with your bike. And like, there's just these random marauders that will see your bike parked there and they'll just go and try to steal shit from it or they'll like sabotage it and like wait for you to come back and then attack you. So, so I gotta say, you asked me about this. Uh, I have never had this happen. Really? I have never seen anyone to touch my lot. bike ever <laughs> in the game. It happened to me on my first playthrough just a couple hours into the game. And I was so, like, shocked. So I was like, this is the post-apocalypse. There's barely anyone alive. How did you find my bike? I can't leave anything around here. And you people can <laughs> I was outraged. And I just ran up to them and just, like, hit them with my baseball bat or whatever it was I had. And then it happened to me. I was playing, uh, this is a few weeks ago. I don't think it was on Survivor. I think it was on my last playthrough. So it would have been, like, hard two or whatever. And I stopped by the Patchen's Lake uh, horde and I, I was going to go and like attack them while they were in the cave. And I went off to do it and came back and there was just someone messing with my bike. I don't know if it's when it happens when it's parked on a road. I suspect that that's the case, that when you leave it like on the road, they, they see it easier and, and will kind of come along and try to try to sabotage it. Because I've never had it happen when it's parked in the forest or, or, you know, off the road somewhere, which is usually where I leave it. I could definitely see that level of detail in this, like where it matters where you leave it. Yeah. 
I really think, yeah, I think that's the case, that if you leave it parked on the road, that someone's going to come along, which just, I don't know, that just bothers me so much. It makes me kind of anxious, like real world anxious. I just have this thing about people touching my stuff. <laughs> you just expect in the post-apocalypse when there's like no one alive, like who is here? There's no one around. Can't I just leave my bike for five minutes and go and take on a horde of zombies and come back? Like, can't I expect it to be untouched? Is that not my right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's like that when you have a real bike too. It's like when you come out and see people sitting on it, uh, you know, oh no way! Yeah, oh my I, god, that would bother me so much. I've come out and somebody dropped my bike and took off running like <gasps> they were trying to climb on it. Like, <laughs> it's not fun. But I try to uh, just throw a rain cover on it, and uh, you'd be surprised how many people leave it alone for that. Yeah, I bet. I bet. Yeah, there's this. Um, there's this English uh, magician that I love called Darren Brown. Uh, he does like sort of kind of mentalist stuff and and uh, a lot of things with psychology. And he had this neat thing on one of his early TV shows where he, in the middle of London on this busy city street, he left a wallet on the ground and had like hidden cameras set up to, to see if anyone would pick it up. And he spray painted a circle around it, just <laughs> like, like it was kind of evidence or something, just a, a yellow circle around it. No one picked it up. It's a wallet, obviously full of cash. I think he even had it so you could kind of see the cash like sticking out. People look down at it and then literally would step over it and leave it be because it had that circle around it, that it was somehow like subconsciously you knew this has been tagged uh, as, you know, it's here and somebody is aware that it's there. So I can't mess with it because some it's somebody else's. And like, it, so it's the same thing with the rain cover, perhaps like you put that rain cover on and people are like, oh, that's a thing that I'm not allowed to remove because it's not mine, even though the other half of the brain doesn't get that I'm not allowed to sit on this bike because it's not mine. Like, that's not a thing. Um, <laughs> but the rain cover somehow is that extra layer of protection for it psychologically. Yeah, I think the other part of it is my rain cover's got like bird shit on it. Um, <laughs> it doesn't look nice. So I don't think they think there's a nice bike under there. Yeah. <laughs> so that helps. Like, have it look junky. <laughs> Um, is there anything else you wanted to to talk about that we haven't gone over? I was just going to talk about some of the attention to detail with like uh, like when you're writing sometimes if it's hard to notice unless you're in photo mode, but sometimes Deacon will put uh, he will use this clutch hand on his left with he'll just use two fingers to operate the clutch, which is uh, definitely a real thing. Uh, it gives you like quicker control because otherwise you're taking your whole hand and like moving your fingers over it. But otherwise, you can just ride like two. Your lower two fingers are on the bar, and your uh, your pointer and your middle finger are just kind of lightly hovering over the clutch lever. And I guess that would make sense if he's not wearing gloves. His hands are frozen. You don't have to move all of your fingers. <laughs> well, I ride with my brake hand and my clutch hand like that. Um, it lets you just much quicker like reaction times. It does take some practice to get used to. It was very uncomfortable for a long time but now it feels weird not to do it and just little things like that like uh, when he shoots his gun he is using on the bike he is using his left hand to shoot because if you try to shoot with your right hand your bike wouldn't be able to keep moving it would just start slowing down immediately right because your throttle's on the right yeah uh but you when you know when you ride you see like any kind of media like comics movie like half the time they're uh they're shooting with their right hand like any kind of biker thing where they have a gun uh, it's like, well, whoever drew this doesn't know how to ride a motorcycle. 
but they obviously know what they're doing in the game. Um, that being said, I don't know why his holster isn't on his left leg. If you're going to be shooting with your left arm, you know, it would be a lot easier. Although I guess you, you probably, well, no, I certainly spend more time in the game. Like when I'm shooting, it's off the bike. I rarely will fire my gun on the, on the bike. Oh, really? I feel like I get attacked by runners all the time. Oh, I mean, I'll do that. Like, well, I guess with most of the wolves and everything, I'll just like pop the nitro and then drive off into a tree. Um, <laughs> That's one way. And then like, we don't want to eat this dumbass. <laughs> she just drove into a tree. No, I'm kidding. I'll I'll usually use the nitro and just like outrun them. Except, well, with the runners, I don't think you can outrun them. Yeah, I don't. I don't think so. Like, no matter how much nitro you have, I don't know that they'll give up. I don't know. I feel like maybe they do because I. Or I'll, I'll I will use the gun if I can't outrun them. I will use the gun. Uh, for the the wolves and the runners. Yeah, I, I wish that you would be able to, um, like in real life, when dogs attack you on a bike, uh, the best scenario is to like slow down and let them get really close, and then just hit the throttle like like nitro out. They can't like adjust their speed and keep up with you that way. So interesting. Let's note it for for future uh, dog encounters. <laughs> they can. Be, uh... Is that something that happens to you a lot? Uh, not here, but in Peru, it happened daily. Um, oh really? Yeah. I was kidding. Shit. <laughs> uh, I don't know what it is about that country, but uh, beautiful. But the dogs are very aggressive in motorcycles. We have a a friend who is like sixty five, and she got like a dog grabbed her by the leg and dragged her off her bike. <gasps> um, luckily, her boot was high enough; it never got through. But uh, when you're out in like remote mountains of Peru and you get bit by an animal, you need a rabies shot, and you need to get that within twenty four hours. So it's always kind of scary. Damn. Like, or you're going to die of rabies. So <laughs> it's yeah. kind of intense. I'm glad it didn't get her, but pretty scary when it happened. Yeah, I can imagine. Have you ever had to dodge a sniper whilst on your bike? Oh, uh, thankfully, no. But <laughs> my strategy in the game is to get off immediately. Because right. if they hit you while you're on it, even if you're barely moving, it's like the bike is trashed. You're going to need scrap. <laughs> but So I just kind of get off it and start rolling to the nearest bushes. I do the same. I like it when you're going slow enough that you hear him say, uh, you know, like, oh, damn, sniper ambush before you see it. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, quick. And I jump off the jump off the bike really fast. Um, and then, yeah, just like hide in the bushes and then try to figure out where it is. That's the that I spent like an hour last night while I was playing trying to find the sniper that I could hear. He said sniper ambush. I got off, hid in some bushes and then I heard gunfire. But I couldn't find it. I could, it wasn't aimed at me. And I was trying to kind of like figure out exactly where it was coming from. And I sort of narrowed it down. But I never found the sniper. I found a few people on the ground with guns, but I never found the sniper. Huh. Maybe a, a horde got him or something. Or some anarchist. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah. I, I had a scenario recently where, you know, they put the the wire across the road to like clothesline you oh yeah i love that i mean i hate it when you get hit by it but I, the first time it happened to me i was like what the hell is this <laughs> I mean, in like a cool like this game just leveled up on me yeah i i had one happen though i i saw it at the last second and i slammed on my brakes and i slowed down enough that when he hit it he just walked backwards off the bike without going down and the bike rolled oh. under the wire and then fell over, which I didn't know was even a thing could happen. Yeah, I had no idea. You must have been going really slow. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was I was very lucky because I thought I was about to lose my head there. So I asked Spornicus Rex, the um, the YouTuber, the Days Gone expert, I asked him how he deals with the snipers mm -hmm. uh, when you're on your bike. 
And he basically had the same response that it essentially kind of boils down to luck. And if you see the laser in time, you can hop off the bike and get to cover. And uh, he, he mentioned that if you hear Deacon comment about the sniper ambush, get off the bike. <laughs> yeah. You can just hold the, the square and he'll like stop fast and get off of it. I've yes. <laughs> uh, but then he, he said that if you're caught out in the open with no cover and no trees, you can try to hop off the bike and pop a smoke bomb, uh, again, in the hopes of interrupting their line of sight. If they can't see you, they're less likely to shoot at you. Most of the time, you're going to get hit at least once while trying to get off the bike, get to cover or pop that smoke bomb. So it's all about trying to minimize the damage as much as possible. And like you said, the bike takes a lot of the damage. So you want to be off the bike when you get hit because you can heal, I think, a lot easier. I've never really run out of bandages or, or medikits. No, me neither. I mean, obviously, you don't want to die, but it's very easy to, as long as you get to the medikit in time and like heal yourself. I like don't even use the medkits anymore. I just hold the, the L1 and then go to the, the bandage. It heals a lot yeah. and it uses way less like resources. Well, the medikits you just find dotted around in the game. Like I, I generally only use them when I'm about to pick one up and it's like, oh, you don't have space because you can only hold three, which is so stupid. Yeah. Um, and it's like, you don't have space to pick this up. So I'm like, all right, let me use one. Okay, now I'll pick it up. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I rarely, rarely need to heal or like you say, use the bandages, which I find strange that the bandages heal you better than the medikits. Do they heal? Do they heal more overall? I'm pretty sure they do. Okay. Yeah. I find like I never did that my first playthrough, but now it's like the only way I do it is like bandages and uh, focus because <laughs> I'm always running out of that and scrap. I never have scrap anymore. So that's why I try to never let the bike get too messed up. Yeah, when I was playing on normal, I never had a problem running out of anything. And then on hard two, I ran out of scrap constantly. Maybe it's because I was using the crossbow a lot more. Because mm, yeah. uh, that takes a lot of scrap. Um, but now I've, I'm actually maxed out on pretty much everything. I've left so much behind, like so many, um, you know, so much kerosene. And what else can you pick up? Like a scrap and, and gunpowder. Um, and well no gunpowder i always need <laughs> <laughs> well here's a here's a fun warning for you because i just did this today is uh the part where you get betrayed and captured by, mm -hmm. by schizo and the rippers i had like so many extra supplies and oh, all my yeah. stuff was maxed and you don't get it back <laughs> i because i i would never take on the hordes until later in the game like that was i was just like ah you don't really need to i'm not going to worry about it they're kind of fun having them around. Like, I like when you are trying to do something and then, shit, there's a horde in the way. You know, I like that kind of thrill. And then when I was talking to Spornicus Rex, he was like, no, you gotta, you got to take him on early in the game because that stuff that you take to the Ripper camp, you lose that. I mean, not all of it, you get like two thirds of it back. But yeah, you, you lose a lot of it. So you might as well use it early in the game. And that's what I've been doing on Survival 2 is, like I said, I've got so much stuff that I could pick up that I can't because I'm maxed out. So I'm actively trying to take on hordes, which is also really scary because they're really tough <laughs> on Survival yeah. 2. And I'm not the best, you know, with my gun and all of that. I'm a very stealthy player. And it's really hard to do stealth with some of the hordes because they see you really easily. I find with Survival 2, it feels like they see me a lot more than they usually do. Do you have the same experience? Uh, the hordes, in, in specific? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I feel like, and it feels like they just, 
will pop up no matter what I'm doing or where I am. Like I'm, I'm trying to do something, nothing to do with them. And it's just like, there they are again. I have to run away. By the way. <laughs> Don't forget about that. That one in the, the top right corner of the map near the cemetery where you, where you first um, meet Leon and is it Alvarez you leave up there? The one that's like hiding around there, I find that part of the map really difficult because there's that horde and then I think there's like, there's a ton of freakers and the landscape is kind of hard to drive around up there. And maybe there's another horde as well and there's an ambush camp and it's just like so much going on up there that I <laughs> I spent a couple hours the other day like clearing that whole area out. There's like, oh, there's an infestation as well. That's what it is. There's an infestation and there's a horde. Oh yeah, that one near that graveyard? Is yeah. Like, there's a, one of the nests is really hard to find, I feel like. Yes. One thing I learned is if you take out all the ambush camps first in each region, it actually marks on the map where the infestations are, like specifically, not just they're in this area. Oh, okay. It tells you exactly where the nests are. Oh, so they've got it on their maps, the, the ambush yeah. people that you have to get yeah. their map. Okay. I mean, I, I'm surprised I haven't just memorized all of them yet, but... I'm surprised I haven't memorized all of them yet, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. I wanted to bring up things that I would like to see in like a patch or a DLC or maybe a sequel, oh, yes. even though I think they're not going to ever do it. Uh, maybe someone else can uh, make DLC for this. Like I know there's some amazing PC mods. I wish I had a PC for this. Uh, yeah. But I would love like different... Wait, I, oh, go ahead. I think they're going to do a, a play, uh, Days Gone 2 at some point. Yeah, I feel like it's got a huge uh, community support and then once people play it, they love it. Um, it would be a real shame not to see something. All right, so lay it out for Ben Studio. When they're working on Days Gone 2, uh, <laughs> what I, do they need to put in? I would love some outfit options. I think a lot of people would. Seems like one of the biggest mods that I see is people making. Um, I, you know, I love Deacon's whole thing, but uh, I would never ride without a helmet, without gloves. Uh, I mean, my stuff right now has full spine, shoulder, elbow protectors, knee protectors, hip protectors, all built into the clothes. Uh, it doesn't look like I'm armored at all, but it is. And it does make a difference. Um, my wife's pants are also made of Kevlar, uh, but you wouldn't know that by looking at them. You can get really nice stuff. I get the aesthetic of the game and like you have a, a CB radio mounted to the front of your bike. But like we have full helmets that exist with uh, Bluetooth. You can charge them off the bike. So no, no big deal there. Uh, and we can communicate, listen to music, you know, because he's riding along. Like, how is he hitting the CB radio while he's driving? Little things like that. Like the tech exists. Uh I had an idea that they should have a forest fire mode. Oh, that would be cool. I mean, they had a huge fire near them, like basically all summer around Bend and everything. And uh, I mean, it might be a little traumatizing. So I get that. Uh, you know, I have to live with that fear too out here. But Deacon's throwing Molotovs everywhere. Uh, there's no way that he would not start a fire. <laughs> but apparently it rains all the time and it seems <laughs> to rain every half an hour. So I don't think we need to worry. <laughs> I mean, you get into some of the high desert near um, the hot or near uh, yeah the hot springs with Tucker's camp. That, that stuff would definitely start burning up there. And it would be terrifying, but also make for some amazing photos and stuff in the game and moments. That would be a cool way to kind of keep you out of regions that you're not supposed to be in yet. Oh, yeah. You got to wait for the fire. Yeah, the fire's burning, so you can't go that way. And then one time you just happen to like look over and it's like, oh, the fire's gone out. 
and then you can ride through. Because I love all that that area around Diamond Lake where it's all burned and and they've chopped down all the trees. Yeah, I find that so creepy and so cool. So imagine riding through after a forest fire. Like that would be really cool, where the trees are still kind of like smoldering. Yeah, they're all black and there's ash everywhere. And yeah, it would look cool. And if you had to escape one, like riding in the woods, I mean, I've seen some horrifying videos, but it would fit in a game like this. Yeah, kind of like something out of Uncharted. Yeah. You know, we have like a, a high octane action sequence where you have to move quickly. I don't know if you played Uncharted 3, but the level where you're stuck in a house that's burning down around you and oh, you have yeah. to escape. That's so cool. Like it, it gives me anxiety thinking about it. And I, I mean, Nate would have died of smoke inhalation. So there's no <laughs> way you could spend like 15 minutes or however long it takes you to get out of that that building. Um, but it's like literally on fire all around you. That would be so cool if you were on a bike in a forest fire. That would kick ass. Yeah, I've I've seen. I, I cannot find the pictures anymore. But I've seen one guy who posted like a few years ago who had like Instagram photos of. He was out in the woods and he got caught up in one. He oh, made it out, shit. but his photos were just unreal. So it would make for some amazing game. Not so fun in real life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh, another thing that I would love to see, even if they just did like a small thing, is where you could play some different content, like missions, as Lisa at the end of the game, uh, where she like shows up and she's basically taken over Deacon's like bounty hunter thing. But I don't know. She had a pretty like rough arc in the story but kind of seemed like she became a badass by the end. Mm-hmm. And that would be pretty cool just to give you like a different character a little bit and save Deacon for the sequel again. But yeah, yeah a little deal. It'd be cool, cool if they if they added in some more challenges that had different characters. Yeah. Because I think they're all Deacon, right? You, you don't get to play as anyone else. Uh, well, you get to, like the challenge maps, like the separate from the story. Mm-hmm. You can get other skins. Uh, I've only gotten oh, you a can? few. Yeah, you have to be pretty decent at it. I've only played the challenges like twice. <laughs> They're fun, but I am no good at them. <laughs> Especially the horde ones. They're very hard. I will admit I've been too scared to try the horde ones. <laughs> <laughs> I, I get killed immediately in those, uh, even though I'm pretty decent in the story mode. Um, yeah. Those horde ones are tough. And some of the riding challenges are pretty tough. But you do get like all kinds of patches on your vest if you complete them. Yeah, I got a couple bronze and I think I got silver in, in one of the the uh the bike ones. Um but honestly, I only played I spent like a few days kind of exploring them. Um and then went back to the story mode cuz I love the story. <laughs> yeah. I have seen though you can you can be like Ricky, you can be Boozer in it before he lost his arm, you can be a Nero soldier. I think you can even be Alkai if you get a good enough score. Yeah, and you can still do the photo mode in it. So I've taken some fun pictures, like as Boozer, riding around shooting zombies. Oh, that's awesome. I had no idea. Oh, I'm going to go play that now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it kind of explains like what you have to get points. And then you can unlock other paint jobs for the bike that do translate to the single player. Yeah, because I knew the patches that you get carry over into the, the game, which is cool. Yeah, I didn't know about the, the, the decals and stuff. Yeah, it's pretty fun. Definitely gives it some more replay value. Yeah, like we need another reason to play Days Gone. I mean, true. you're on your fourth playthrough, I'm on my third. It's like this game just just ruins other games. Like you just can't play anything but this. Yeah, I'm, I'm never going to take it off my PlayStation. So. I have it just downloaded on there and I'm, it's like a permanent one. I want to thank you so much for coming on and talking to me. When you said that you wanted to have an episode about the bike, 
I hope that that we together have delivered. <laughs> yeah, I hope people enjoy it and uh, learn something from it. Yeah, no, this is this has been great. I've I've learned so much about bikes from this conversation, definitely. So this has been really fun. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on. You can email me your thoughts, comments, opinions, and counter-arguments at daysgonepod at gmail.com. You can also find me moderating the Days Gone subreddit. Thanks for listening. Weaver out. Weaver out.